Cool. Hey, let's pray, shall we? Father, we do just come together today and just, Lord, yeah, we thank you for mums. Father, we just thank you for, the, for what they carry in, in, in our development. And Father, the anointing that you place on mums to just to, to impart so much of who you are into our lives. And Father, we just bless you for them. And Father, I just ask you just to, um, yeah, just anoint this message today. Amen. So Psalm 86.15 says, But you, Lord, are a compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger. And then it says, Abounding in love and faithfulness. Abounding in love. Psalm 36.5 says this, oh, your, your unfailing love, O Lord, is as vast as the heavens. Isn't that amazing? As vast as heavens. You know, the Bible describes the love of God as being immense, obviously. The Bible describes the love of God as vast as the heavens. It's abounding. The love of God towards us is extreme. It's big. It's comprehensive. It's expansive. And it's abounding towards us. You know, sometimes we think we talk and we talk about God's love. And, and oh, God's love is big. But we don't realize that all of his love is actually abounding. It's focused on us, on his children. It's, it's actually not just love. It's actually love with intent. God's heart is that we would know that love, that we would know it, we would experience that love. We would know the love that he has for us. And really, you know, as believers, our entire lives should actually be journeys of exploring and encouraging the love of God towards us. See, it's like prayer. Prayer isn't to pray to, to get answers. Prayer, the, the purpose of prayer is for transformation. We, we get answers in that, but the process of praying, of, of spending time with God, is allowing His Spirit to bring transformation into our lives. That's what it's all about, making us God. God's intention is to make us like Jesus. So our whole life should be one of encountering His goodness and His love. <coughs> Excuse me. Not just in this lifetime, but in all eternity. It's so vast, so immense, that we're never able to comprehend the wholeness of God's love. His very essence is love. And it's God's heart that we would continue to draw closer and closer and understand and experience this love. And that, as I keep saying pretty much every week, is why he sent Jesus. Jesus is what God had to say. Jesus, God wanted to so show us what he was like. He knew that even writing it down and sending it wasn't enough, that he had to actually demonstrate it by becoming flesh. John 3.16, verses we know so well, for God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son. 1 John 4.9, this is how God showed his love amongst us, that he sent his one and only son into the world. His love, his, his son is a manifestation of love. Paul writes in Ephesians that prayer that just is so incredible, Ephesians chapter three, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and length and depth and height to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. How do we get filled with the fullness of God? By knowing his love. By knowing his love. Paul says I'm praying for us to be able to comprehend this vast love that God has for us. And that's really what we're going to be exploring the rest of our lives. That's what God wants to reveal to us. That's what he wants us to comprehend, to understand his love for every single one of us. 
Because you see, when we understand the fullness of his love for us, we stop looking for other places for that love, for that fulfillment. Because then we realize that we're not satisfied in other places. And so often, we, you know, the thing is when we're trying to break a bad habit or trying to do this, rather than focusing on the bad habit or focusing on something in our lives, we need to focus on Jesus. We need to understand what he's done for us. And when we, we step into the fullness of that, we find habits and things broken so easily. Because when we understand his love, it's powerful. It's powerful for us. You know, and, and there's a, just a longing, a longing in the believer's heart to know the love of God. You know, the more I journey in this, this, this encountering of his love, the more I realize that everything, everything is found in him. God's desire is to reveal his love for each one of us. You know, we, we, and, and the interesting thing is he does it in so many wonderful ways through Scripture. He's constantly trying to use language or imagery or metaphors that we would understand what his love like, is like and, and how he wants us to understand it. And we see all these pictures and images throughout Scripture that describe his love. For instance, he speaks about his love being like wine, better than wine. See, the, the Lord is always trying to paint a picture for us to understand his love. He describes himself in terms of father. Throughout scripture, of course, we know God as father. The Bible relates God as being a father. But you know, in order to understand the full love of God, to understand God's love at a deeper level, we also need to understand that the love of a mother actually reveals the love of God. The love of a mother reveals the love of God in a profound way. You see, the Bible doesn't just use father language to show how God relates to us or show how, God, how his love manifests. The Bible actually throughout Scripture shows in portions that the love of God is like the love of a mother. He talks about as the love of God as being like a mother hen or a, or a mother bear. So you see, it's, to, to fully understand who God is, we need to understand how he portrays that, how he relates to himself as in terms of how he portrays the love of a mother. Now, now hear me, I'm not saying that, that God is, male, is female in any way, but neither is God male. You know, remember that. God is not flesh, he is spirit. John 4, 24 says God is not, he's very clear on this, God is not male or female, but instead God is spirit. Because Genesis tells us, Genesis 1.27 says that both male and female are made in his image. What is that image? It's a spirit image. So to begin to comprehend the, the glory and the depth of, of the love of God, to have a complete picture, we need to look at Scripture and see how he relates himself to how a mother loves. And what I want to, oh, we're on. No one told me. This isn't though. Hey, thanks, guys. I had a meeting today and I didn't get here till four and we had trouble getting this going. I am so excited. <laughs> so, the, you know, I want to share three quick ways today on how the love of God is revealed to us through the love of a mother. And the first one is right there. God's love comforts us. Isaiah 16, 66, 13 says, As a mother tenderly comforts her child, so I will love and comfort you. See, God is saying there, listen here, I'm going to manifest my love to you just as a mother loves her baby. 
That's how God comforts us. The love of God comforts us. And there's something about, you know, that that thing of mum. It's interesting to watch, uh, you know, kids. I mean, our our kids, you know, they're all grown up. Well, that's a theory. (laughs) But there there are things in their lives, a response, where they just say, hey, I've got to talk to mum. You know, they're, they're doing their entertainment lives, are successful in their businesses, are successful in their families. They've got children, all sorts of things going on. But there are times when it's just like, I really need to have a chat to mum. And I think most of us, if we're honest, know that there are times when, hey, we just need our mum. You know, just that, that comforting, that nurturing. I need someone with compassion who understands me at a really deep level. Yeah, it's one of the way mums are wired. God's created them like that, to be loving in a comforting way. And that's how God describes himself. Isaiah 49, 15. Can a mother forget a nursing child? Can she feel no love for the child she has born? Even if that were possible, I would not forget you. So there's God saying, listen, you know, could a mother actually forget her child? It's, 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 that sounds so incredible. But even if it were possible... I would not forget you. A mother's not going to get it, but God is even more than that. He's using language of understanding of a compassion of a mother that is so deep. You know, it's not only compassion, but I think all of us will agree that generally our mothers believe in us like no one else does. Right? Mums believe in you at a deep level. I mean, it's, it's one of the things with our kids sometimes when they're all together at home, they'll start teasing and they'll pick on one person. <laughs> and they'll start teasing them. And it's really interesting. to and, and part of the reason they do it isn't to be mean, but they love watching how mum will react and mum will stick up for them and mum will start defending them. And mum, it's like, you know, it's kind of almost a reassurance that, yeah, mum's there for us. She'll look after us. Because that's what it's like when a mum's there. She has compassion for her kids. She, she has understanding, empathy. He cares deeply for them, believes in them. That's how a mum's hardwired. There's something comforting about that love that is compassionate. There's something comforting about having a person that just believes in you so deeply. And the Bible talks again and again about nursing. You know, I mean, a mother who is nursing her baby is critical for the care of that baby. And, and, you know, they, they, they'll go the extra mile. I mean, I know of women who, who need 10 hours sleep, who, you know, just even be slightly human the next day. You know, and then they have kids, and suddenly they can survive on two or three hours sleep. You know, how can they do that? How can they do that? But something in them is, is, is hardwired just to respond. And, and, you know, this will get me probably going for some guys. I don't actually think, if we're completely honest men... I don't actually think we could survive the demands of motherhood. You know that? I really don't think we could do that. But that's probably a whole other talk. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, there's something in, in each of us to be... New. In fact, I, I was telling someone the story yesterday. One of my doctors, when I was in my pharmacy, and he'd had twins, and he came in a few months after he had twins, and we were chatting, and he said, Trent, he said, I cannot believe how tired I am. He said, I've worked, you know, he'd been a, a, um, in the hospitals and so he'd done 24-hour, 36-hour shifts without sleep. And all this, he said, but having kids, <laughs> having two twins is ty- more tired, I'm more tired now than I ever was 
doing full hospital shifts. He said, no one ever told you that. And I said to him, well, would you have you believed that you could have got this tie? And he said, no. And, and his parting words, he said, I just don't know. He named his wife. He said, I just don't know how she just keeps it up all the time. It's just that reality. There's something in a mother that God has ordained. And each of us loves to be nurtured. Oh, there's a longing for it. The love of mother is such an incredible picture of God's ability to nurture and comfort us. You know, even when we believe maybe the whole world has abandoned us, may have forgotten about us, we know that God will never forget you. There's something comforting about that. There's something comforting about that. The second thing is that God's love covers us. And this is really important, you know. It's really important. I think sometimes when we read Scripture, we, we easily miss metaphors or skip over imagery. But listen, in Luke chapter 13, verse 34, Jesus speaking. And he says, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, you who killed the prophets and stoned those who sent you, how often, and again, here again, he's going to compare himself to a mother, how often I have longed to gather you, your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings and you were not willing goes on, Psalm 91, he will cover you with his feathers and under his wings you will find refuge for his faithfulness will be your shield and your rampart. You know, you, he, what he's saying there is, you know, like he, you, he's going to gather us. He's going to bring us together just as a mother gathers her chicks. You know, we, we tend to skip over that, not realizing how motherly that is. But Karen Davis, the president, now get this, of the United Poultry Concerns of America. <laughs> Didn't realise there was a Poultry Concerns of America, but there is. It's an organisation I got on that I never heard of. She writes this, sitting, this is about a chicken, just in case you're, or, sitting on a nest, a mother hen carefully turns her egg up to 30 times a day. Uh, who would have counted that? Anyhow, using her body, legs and beak to move each of her eggs to maintain the proper moisture, temperature and humidity. See, you need to understand this. This covering, this covering from weather, from the elements, this covering from a harsh, unfriendly environment. When you talk about covering, we need to know that there's there's an element of deep understanding. Intimacy is involved in the issues of life, of knowing and anticipating the needs that you have. Karen Davis goes on the right. In our day, we don't give much thought to a hen. No, true. But in previous areas, that that hen embodied the essence of motherhood. In the first century AD, the Roman historian Plutarch praised the many ways in which mother hens cherished and protected their chicks. This is what he wrote. Drooping their wings for some to creep under and receive with joyous and affectionate clucks, others that mount upon her back or run up to her from every direction. And though they flee from dogs and snakes, if they are frightened only for themselves... A mother hen, if their fright is for their children, will stand their ground and fight beyond their own strength. Isn't that amazing? Plutarch lived the same time Jesus did. He's one of the most significant Roman historians. So in the same era, he's, he's saying that just as Jesus was saying, listen, this is how a hen will gather up Jerusalem, my people. Plutarch's writing about the significance of how a hen will fight to the death for his mother, uh, for his chickens. The renowned writer Ulysses, 
Ulysses Aldrinovni described how at the first sign of a predator, mother hens will immediately gather their chicks under the shadow of their wings and with their covering put up a very fierce defence, striking fear into their opponent in the midst of a frightful clamour using both wings and beak. They would rather die for their chicks than seek safety in flight. Similarly, in collecting food, the mother hen allows her chicks to eat their fill before satisfying her own hunger. Thus, he said, mother hens present in every way a noble example of love for their offspring. And the good news is that's just not about chickens, but God is covering you. Not just from the elements, but he's covering you. He's protecting you. He knows our needs. He moves towards our needs. He cares about our needs. You know, mothers recognize needs. They anticipate needs. I mean, you know, often husbands are totally unaware of I mean, we're kind of aware that there are some small people in our house. You know, that's about our limit. But mothers are always thinking about things ahead, what's going on, what, you know, what, what meals do they need, how, you know, have they got the right clothes for the day. That's the intricate care and details that, that mums pay attention to. Mothers care, even at their own expense. Even at their own expense, mothers will protect. Mindy Train was a, a woman in... A mother from Kansas, she backed her into her garage, put her car in park, and left her toddler twin girls strapped in the car as she unlocked the front door. As she turned around to pop the groceries in before she got the twins out, as she turned around, she saw her car rolling down the hill on towards a busy street. Her, her motherly instincts kicked in. She ran out and threw herself in front of the car. Later, she said, I had no choice. I had to use myself as a speed bump to give one of my neighbours time to get in the car and apply the brake. And when the first responders arrived, they had to actually use expanding airbags to get the car off her. You see, this mum, when her children were in danger, didn't even think of her own being. This whole thing of care and cover, even at their own expense, that's what a mother exhibits towards her children. And that's what God exhibits towards each one of us. The love of God comforts. The love of God covers us. The, th- the third thing is the love of God protects us. And again, we see this in Scripture. God uses the analogy of a mother to reveal this to us, how he responds to us. Listen to Hosea 13, verse 8. I mean, this is so intense. God describes how he's going to respond to those who try to harm us. Like a bear robbed of her cubs, like a bear robbed of her cubs, I will attack them and rip them open. Like a lion, like a lion looking after her uh, young ones, it's supposed to say, I will devour them. See, God is saying, I, you need to understand, this is how intense my love is for you. I want to show you how deep my love is for you. Look at it like a bear that would tear apart anyone who endangers her cubs. That's how much his love is for us. In fact, 70% of grizzly attacks in America uh, actually occur when a mother grizzly is trying to protect her cubs. Chelsea Camp saved her two-year-old from a ruthless pit bull attack by biting the dog's ear off. The Texas woman was mindling her... Fr- was minding her friend's normally docile dog. Unfortunately, the dog approached her daughter, Mackenzie, and suddenly started to attack the child. The mother leapt in and in the altercation bit the dog's ear off, <laughs> punching it in the mouth and somehow calling 911 all during the fight. That's looking after your kids. In 2009, Marine Leah and her daughter, Maya, were enjoying a hike on a trail 
near the home when a 75-kilo puma suddenly approached from the undergrowth and pounced on Mia. The mother wedged herself between the animal and her daughter, grabbed hold of the animal and threw the 75-kilo cat off her daughter and then grabbed Mia and ran home. Mia only suffered some minor cuts to her hands and face and according to her father was curious why the, why the kitty didn't want to play nice. <laughs> in 2011, in the island of Sumatra, a woman heard screams coming from a 25-year-old daughter screaming. The mother jumped into water and started and realised that the, sorry realised the daughter was being attacked by a crocodile. She jumped in the water and started kicking the crocodile on the side of the head with her bare feet. The crocodile still held on, so she grabbed the jaws, pulled them open, so the daughter could get her foot out, and they escaped to the shore. I mean, that, that's, see, the adrenaline that kicked that gave the strength. Why? Because a mother was protecting her child. And, and you've got to understand, that's what God is like. I mean, do you want to know what God is like? Look at your mum. Look at your mum. Is that a good news? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, God is saying, my love is passionate for you. My love is like that. I'm going to throw a puma. I'm going to hold crocodiles' mouths open. That's what it's like because I have a fierce love. The fierce love that a mother has for her kids, that's how God describes his love for himself. He's like a mama bear. And, and I, I think these imageries are just so powerful. Yeah, and some of you may have had a great mum and she loved you well. She did a great job, and God is saying that's awesome. No, my love is greater than that for you. But then there may be some of you even here today who can't relate to this, who may not have had that, you know. And I mean, your mum may have done her best, but there were just some things missing in, in life. And, or you may have not even grown up without a mum. And I want you to know, God still reveals himself in, in the way that the mother reveals herself. And I think it's so important for us as a church that we create a culture of that kind of compassion where, where whether you're a spiritual or a physical mum, the love of mothers can be manifested. We talk so much about the love of the Father and the love of God, but we need to understand there's such an important value of having this kind of a love expressed. And that's why we need not only spiritual dads, but we need spiritual mums for this church to be a healthy whole church. Because you only see the full picture of the love of God when you, when you see this kind of dimension added in. Because he loves you just as a mother loves you. And, and you know, you guys all know my story. Well, most of you probably do. You know, I lost my dad when I was two. Youngest of our family by 12 years. And I was blessed with a loving mother who was a friend to me through all those years. And, and I've got to be honest, didn't, often didn't understand me or a whole lot of things. And she wasn't really religious but one thing she did virtually every, pretty much every day, she claimed a verse in Deuteronomy 10.18 which said he defends the cause of the fatherless and the widow. And she spoke that over my life every, pretty much as I say every day. And I believe that's why or who I am today is because of that prophecy or that word that she declared over me. You know, and, and it really comes down to this. God wants to reveal himself to you in his totality. Both his father and his mother. There's an incredible picture of love in the mother. And, and, and God is really inviting us to come and receive comfort, to come and be cared for, to come and be, and, because he wants to be intricately involved in our lives. 
He wants you to know that, that his love is fierce and that he will protect you at all costs. And as I said, you know, both physical and spiritual mums, you are so important. You are so important to this church. Because it's through you we learn it. We, we learn and understand more of God's immense, abounding love, and which he's trying to reveal to all of us. And, and, and you know, if you're a mum, spiritual mum, physical mum, my encouragement for you is just to love people because in that there's so much power. Let's pray. Eh? Father, we thank you. We pr- we're so grateful for your love for us just so incredible, it's so, so vast, an ocean. And we're going to spend our lives exploring it, understanding it, encountering its new depths, its new levels. And we, Lord, we're just so grateful for all mums here today, physical and spiritual, who demonstrate to us your love, your heart so well, by the encouragement they bring to us. And Father, I pray for, for any here today who may have never experienced your your comforting love, your covering love, your protecting love. Lord, I pray that you reveal that to them right now. Right now, Father. Holy Spirit, just come and just just minister your love to, to us right now. We receive it, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. And Father, if there are hurts and, and things from the past, from, from relationships that haven't been so well so handled so well, Lord, I pray for healing in those areas right now. Father, I pray that you begin to bring healing and wholeness into those areas, Father, right now. Thank you, Father. And Father, I pray, I thank you for powerful women. I thank you, Father, that you're calling and you're raising a powerful woman, women who, who are called by you, who are walking in their destiny and are adding so much strength to, to this house and to the houses around the world. Father, we thank you for the voice of woman that is being released, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Hey, what I want to do now is I want to, there's, we're kind of out, outnumbered here today, guys, if you haven't noticed. So what I want to do is I want to actually, if you would permit, I'd like to do a blessing tunnel for the ladies. So a little bit like the fire tunnels we've done in this past, and what that is, if you're not familiar with it, so I can get the guys on either side and just invite any of you ladies who'd like to just to come through, and as you come through, the men are just going to lay hands on you and just bless you, just lay hands on your shoulders and, and just bless you in the name of Jesus. So if you'd like to do that, we would really like that. So guys, Joel, Scott, Pete, yeah, thanks, Troy, Tavalu, Malcolm, come on up. Dan, any, any guys, come on up. We're going to get on either side. We just want to invite you ladies to come on through. So you just walk through here, and as you walk through, we're just going to bless you in the name of Jesus.